Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, lagos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. The Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Atari Tales USA. School of Fish, Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc., and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality of freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash AquaAlex. Now, AquaAlex, take it away. You're listening to the Oscar Cichlid Keepers Hour, live on the Aquatic Wetline with your host, Oscar Alex. Aquatic Wetline is the only fish-keeping podcast dedicated to those who love, keep, and raise Oscar cichlids. Oscar cichlids are one of the most popular fish in the freshwater hobby, and Oscar Alex will be dedicating a whole entire series just for them. Today's episode of the Aquatic Wetline is being presented to you by Oscar Cichlid Keepers Group on Facebook. If you keep Oscars, go ahead and join my wonderful group with over 200 members and some awesome Oscar fish heads. Join our group on Facebook called Oscar Cichlid Keepers. Whether it's a tiger Oscar, a red Oscar, an albino Oscar, or a wild Oscar, we will discuss them all. Call in at 1-347-989-8142 to ask any Oscar Cichlid questions or join the chat. Now let's chat Oscar Cichlids. lovers and welcome to the aquatic wetline today we've got a fantastic episode coming your way thank you so much for being here on the aquatic wetline i want you to sit back relax grab a bite to eat and get your favorite beverage because we've got a wonderful show for you today i want you guys to enjoy it now I'm doing my third episode in this series, Oscar Cichlid Keepers Hour, and I'm very happy to announce that tonight I've got my very first guest on the line with me. We've got a wonderful Oscar uh, lover and Oscar expert on the show with me today. And first I'll start off by saying I'm your host, Oscar Alex, and I hope you guys are ready to learn about Oscars. Now tonight, 
We're going to have a fun discussion on Oscars with our wonderful guest, and he's going to tell us everything you know about Oscars. And then we're going to learn how to breed Oscars. That's right. Our guest tonight has bred Oscars in the past, and he's going to tell us how we can breed Oscars. And then we're going to have a fun Oscar cichlid chat. So this is going to be a show for all you Oscar cichlid keepers out there. You guys are really going to love today's show. And don't forget, you can call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two with any questions you have for our guest. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We'll be happy to answer your questions. All right, so let's go ahead and welcome in our wonderful guest. You've heard him before on our first two episodes of Oscar Cichlid Keepers Hour, but he's now a guest on tonight's show. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome a keeper of 18 Oscars, an Oscar breeder, and an Oscar expert, in my opinion, Antonio Martina, to the show. How are you doing today, sir? Very good, Alex. Thank you for having me. Expert, I don't consider myself an expert in an advanced hobbyist. Yeah, I can go with that. Um, I'm still learning about them. Um, Oscars, to me, are they are my favorite fish. Yes, I do keep other types of fish, and I like them too, but Oscars have always caught my eye. As my first experience with an Oscar, I was probably eight years old and my father took me into a pet store and there was one fish and it was huge and it was in the tank all by itself and I asked the guy what its name was and he said Oscar and it just it stuck with me ever since and you know back then that the thing was huge I, I it was as big as my head and the tank was huge and all I had at home was a little five gallon tank with some minnows that I caught in the creek down the street um and here's this huge tiger Oscars and I've just been hooked ever since um I've been keeping fish for over 35 years I've not always had as many tanks as I have right now but at no point in time have I never had a fish tank. Um, I wish I could say I've never not had an Oscar, but to be fair, an Oscar has to have at least a 75-gallon tank for a single Oscar. If you're going to keep more, you'll have to go bigger, of course. But in my in my experience as an Oscar keeper, to put more than one Oscar in a 75 is just asking for trouble. Um, it's more work for you because one Oscar in a 75, you could do your water change once a week. We keep the tank clean. But with two Oscars in a 75, yeah, they'll probably survive, but you're going to be doing water changes two to three times a week. Um, they're just... As anybody that keeps an Oscar knows, they are messy. They are pigs. They they eat a lot, and well, they poop a lot too. So, um, you you know, the the biggest trick to keeping Oscars happy is your consistent weekly water changes. In my view, I I I assume you're in the same position, Alex, because I I see on your Facebook posts that you do your changes, you, you go do your water changes about once a week, too. Yes, sir. I usually do them about once, twice, maybe three times a week. I actually love doing water changes. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's a lot of work. No, that's a lot of play. Um, that's not work. You're playing with your, your pets, and you're, you get to play in the water, too. 
Um, but that, to me, like I said, like I've said, and I'll, I'll try to reiterate, that is the single most beneficial thing you can do for your fish is to do a weekly water change to flush the system out, clean your gravel a little bit as you're doing it. It's just like in the rivers that they live. Fresh water coming in um, continuously is is the best thing for them. And, you know, you, I have to chuckle to myself because you say that I've bred Oscars. Yes, I have. Um, it took so long for me because I kept trial and error with it to get a mated pair, a mating pair, you have to start with six fish, uh, at least six fish to, to get them to grow and to pair off. Um, it took me probably five years to get a pair out of the first six that I got. And the first four spawns, I got nothing. They would they would lay the eggs and either they would eat them or I had left the pleco in there. And well, plecos and eggs just don't mix. They plecos just love to eat eggs. So I learned the hard way on the one spawn that way. Don't keep a pleco with a mating pair of askers. Um, then the the final fifth spawn, I actually pulled the eggs out of the tank on the rock that they were in put them into a 10-gallon aquarium with tank water and 5 milliliters of hydrogen peroxide, which I had learned from a friend of mine, and put an air stone underneath the rock so that the air bubbles circulated over the eggs and changed the water, about a third of the water every day for three days until those little eggs hatched. And then there was little wigglers and about four days after the wigglers, they started to swim. And the first food that I've been using, and I, it's worked on almost all my different species, I take freeze-dried bloodworms, and I crush them into a nice fine powder. And for the first oh, week or so, I would put a pinch twice a day, and the babies would eat that. And as they grew stronger, I graduated them up to flake food ground up or pellets ground up and would sprinkle that, and they would eat that. After about a week, I would take a pepper mill, one of the the pepper grinders that you can buy at the grocery store, and when they're done, you throw them out. Well, I discovered that you take those apart and you put fish pellets inside that pepper grater. And you grind those fish pellets over the top of the tank, and it grinds it into a little bigger than crushed for the babies. And they they would take that food and slowly, gradually work them up to a little smaller, bigger size until they were maybe maybe a third of an inch long. And then I would take frozen bloodworms. And while they were frozen, I would take and I would shave them in the in the smaller, so to actually chop the bloodworms up, and they grow phenomenal on bloodworms. For the first month, I would feed them frozen bloodworms twice a day, shaved up, and they just took off from there. Um, finally, though, I had got a pair now that when they spawn, I can actually leave the eggs in the tank because they're the only two in the 125 gallon tank and they are good parents. 
the the eggs hatch. Mom mom fans them and, and cares for them, and Dad stands guard. And once they become free swimming for about a month or so, I leave them with their mother and father, and they're they're very good parents still. They'll take the gravel and they'll they'll pick it up in their mouth and they'll spit it, and the little bits of food that are in the gravel will float, and the babies come and get it. So they're actually feeding the babies the food from the gravel. Um, I've seen them when the babies are really hungry and there's not a lot of food, they will actually eat the mucus on the parents. Um, I've, I've, I had heard of discus doing this, and I was actually surprised that the Oscars will do that too. Um, that's just, that is a sign too, though, that you're not feeding enough. So I would increase my food output for them. But after about a month or two, I do take the babies out just so the parents aren't so stressed. And I'll put them into a tank by themselves and grow them for another, probably I've been selling them at about five months old now. Um, you would ask me a question when you give me your questions. Can you make a living off it? And no, <laughs> not in my area. Um, we've only got two or three local pet stores around here. Um, yes, I have sold them five or six at a time. But when you've got 300 Oscars, five or six every other week or two does, doesn't make it. You uh, you run out of space really fast. Um, you can... I've heard people say that you can sell them online. I work 40-plus hours a week. I don't have time to do shipping of fish. Um, there are guys that do make a living shipping fish, but I would have to imagine that you would have to have so many tanks and so many fish to make it profitable for yourself that it's just not economically feasible for the average hobbyist like myself or you to do that for a living you can supplement your fish food that way i mean i pay for my fish food sometimes that way but um it's just not economically feasible for me to do such a thing another question Very you true. had for, yeah another question you had, had for me alex was do you think a beginner should do oscars I have to say no, unless with the stipulation, unless he has he or she has parents that realize that that fish is going to get big. Um, otherwise, you're just dooming the fish to a, a death sentence, and nobody wants that. Um, as long as the, the the child has guidance, yeah, a beginner could do an Oscar. Um, the reason I think everybody should own an Oscar is just to see that there are fish that will interact with you um and it it teaches you that they're a commitment um oscars can live i've had oscars live for 12 years um my one of my first veil tail grungetta was her name she lived for almost 13 years um I had her for 13 years, and I got her when she was about a six-inch fish, so she might have been a year old. Um, they can treat it properly. They can live a long time. 
That's very true, and Oscars are awesome. I actually like Oscars, too, so you're doing a wonderful job talking about Oscars. But we got our first live caller um, of the evening, so I'm happy to bring this caller on. You're now live on Oscars, Secret Keepers Hour. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, how are you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Okay, I had a question. You had 18 Oscars, right? I beg your pardon? You, um, I heard Alex say you had 18 Oscars. Yes, I have 18 Oscars at the moment. And I was just, and I was just wondering, what kind of food do you feed them, and how much food do you go through? <laughs> I, I, I go through a lot of food. Um, during the winter, I mainly feed Ken's floating pellets. I feed um, Tetra Jumbo Min sticks. But I also supplement that with frozen um, popcorn shrimp, the uh, uncooked small shrimp. I like that as a as a supplement for the winter time. Um, chopped frozen tilapia in the winter. Now, spring, summer, and fall, my staple food is worms, earthworms. I collect nightcrawlers just about every other night during the spring. And put them into boxes. I have worm boxes that I keep for spring, summer, and fall, and I raise my earthworms. But I, I truly love earthworms for my for my fish. Hey, awesome! Yeah, I seen your fish room on YouTube. It's amazing. I like the pond with all the Oscars and the red tail in it. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my newest toy. Yes. Okay, well, you guys get back to your awesome show. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Jeff. I really appreciated your call, so thank you very much. All right, anyone else is welcome to call in at 1-347-989-8142 to ask Antonio a question. And we started off the show with some wonderful information by Antonio, and we're going to continue now. But I actually have a question for you, Antonio. What kind of Oscars are you currently keeping, and what is your favorite species of Oscars? At the moment, I have the Black Tiger Oscars. That's the bulk of my population. I have two albino Oscars at the moment, and I also have a red uh, longfin and a tiger longfin. And I have to admit, my favorite out of all the species of Oscars that I've owned is the tiger longfin. They just are the... When they're little bitty ones, and they're only about an inch and a half long, they look like little angels floating through the tank. But when they get big, that big veil tail just flowing behind them, and the long side fins, they're just they're just so beautiful to me. I agree with you. I like the veil tail Oscars, but they're very rare up here. I wish I had the opportunity to own one of them. It took me. It I was. I had been looking for about a year now, and I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any, and I finally found one. And I was so excited when I got him. And he's he's really becoming quite a nice fish. I'm I'm very happy with the. I'm working on my my next breeding project is with those veil tails. I've got the two albinos, the two veil tails, and two tigers in a 75 right now. They're all. 
maximum of four inches. And this year, I've got them in the 75. This summer, last year I did an experiment. I took my indoor fish outdoors for the summertime. And that was an experience that I I would like to try again. And I'm going to take those six fish and put them in the pond for the summer. And then this fall, when I have to bring them in, because I don't know about you, Alex, but it's two degrees below zero in western New York tonight. It's cold. So Oscars would not live outside in this area. <laughs> um, yeah, I will bring them in. Yeah, unfortunately. We're not like the guys down in Miami that can actually grow them in ponds in their backyards. Ours have to come in for the winter. Um, But, yeah, I will bring those six Oscars in this fall, and I will put them into a 125. Um, And hopefully, maybe next winter they will have paired off and I will pull the, get the two. Um, that was one of your questions to him that you had posed to me earlier. How do you sex an Oscar? I can't. I, 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 I pull no, I, I hold no, um, I, there's no, I can't do it. Um, the only way I've ever done it is to actually watch the one lay the eggs and the other one come back and fertilize. And then I said, okay, you're the male and you're the female. Um, I have heard tell that some of the guys in the Philippines where they are just breeding Oscars, uh, they're producing more Oscars in the Philippines than they are in South America for the export, um, is what I have read. Um, I guess some of those guys can actually sex them I by venting them. I personally can't. Um, I can do it with some of the other fish, the the uh, Midas cichlids I I own, I was able to do it with a little bit, but um, I don't know of anybody personally that can sex an Oscar. It's it's just you have to visually see them laying the eggs or fertilizing the eggs, unfortunately. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that you were actually able to breed your Oscars a couple times. Yes, it was always one of my when I it was always one of my dreams, and it was so happy when it happened. I know you must have been so proud because it is kind of hard to breed Oscars, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Nice. Um, now let's another get back question. To, let's get, okay, oh, go ahead. On. I'm sorry for interrupting. Okay, I was um, going to say let's get back to the. I was going to say let's get back to the veal-tailed Oscars for a second here. Could they actually be kept as regular Oscars? I I'm trying it. Um, I had had my my Grunjet. She was a veil tail, and she I kept her with two other tigers, and they always she was always the boss of the tank. So um, I'm learning as I go with these two that I've got now. They seem to be whole. They they actually are bigger than the other ones, so they're they're in charge right now. Awesome. So they can continue. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh no, not a problem. I always welcome a question. Um, some of the tank mates you have you asked. Um I've kept just about everything with the Oscars. Um the only thing when you get the bigger male cichlids, such as a big Midas or a big Dovi or a big Jaguar, they seem to um bully the Oscar quite a bit. Um 
even though the Oscars as big, if not a little bigger, some of the other fish will bully the Oscar. Um, I usually don't mix too many tanks. I like to keep my tanks um, species specific, but on a couple of them, I do have mixed tanks, and the Oscars fit right in. They have they have no no problems. Um, they don't bully too much. The only thing I found is if you try to put something smaller in with them, they like it as lunch. Um, I've I've made that mistake a couple of times. Oh, he's a big enough that the, the Oscars won't bother him. And I put him in the tank, and, well, there comes the Oscar and just says, thank you. And there goes there goes your $20 VJ, but um, that, it, it's a learning experience. Yeah, that's true. I like Oscars because they're actually a pretty uh, mellow cichlid when they're adults. But I, I actually uh, recognize and I've actually experienced uh, Oscars being more aggressive as they're juveniles, but they're they're more docile and they're adults. What's your take on that? Oh, 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 definitely, without a doubt, they they mellow with age. Um, my big my my 220 gallon tank is got seven full-grown Oscars in it, and they, a lot of people have come in and said, oh, they're, they're not fighting, they're Oscars. I said, no, they're, they're very mellow. They, they just like to swim and watch and eat. Um, as for aggression, the only time there's really aggression is if two of them do want to breed, and then they'll chase everybody to the other end of the tank and lay their eggs. Um, other than that, they're very, very peaceful fish as adults. As juveniles, well, they're like any young man. They get a little testosterone in them, in them and, well, they can take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> like my two Oscars are going after, they're going after sun cats that are twice their size. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes. He's the, he, I'm, the, I'm the big boy on the block now. <laughs> I can't believe Sun Cats are scared of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Now, um, what was your what was your favorite tank mate that you had for Oscars? I think well, my favorite tank mate for the Oscars. I think the Green Terrors, because they're such a colorful fish. They set the Oscars. They the two of them the colors. Um, match really well the greens and the terror in the green terrors and the blacks and the tiger askers really go good together. Plus, they're another really not overly aggressive fish, and uh, they get fairly large too. Not quite as big as the oh, askers, like but. Um, some of the diseases that I've had to deal with, um, I have to. I pride myself that if when I bring people in with fish experience into my fish room, I point out to them, if you look at my fish, I will. I will bet you a hundred dollars you will not find one fish of my Oscars, which are truly one of the more susceptible fish to hole in the head disease. I do not have any. Um, I think the best way to treat hole in the head is don't let them get it in the first place. 
um, everything I've read and everything I've I've dealt with, I, because I have taken in um, Oscars from people that couldn't take care of them anymore, and they were had severe hole in the head disease. The main causes are poor nutrition and poor nu- and poor water quality. Um, poor nutrition being, oh, I can feed my Oscars goldfish. No, you can't feed your old goldfish to the Oscars. It is not good for them. Um, Asian fish, being the goldfish, are not suitable for Oscars, being a South American fish. Their nutritional value is not there. Um, I read a report one time that said there's vitamin A, I believe, in the goldfish and there's too much of it and it damages your oscar it damages your oscar's uh digestive tract and it has very poor nutrition so he's eating empty calories he's eating a lot of it but he's getting no nutritional value out of it and poor water quality not doing your water changes and not cleaning your filters to cure it the way I got it to go away was feed them a balanced nutritional diet, being pellets and good live food, being shrimp, night crawlers, um, feeder fish such as guppies that I raised or somebody I trust to do, that raised them, or my convict cichlids, um, my jaguar cichlids, my green terror cichlids all breed quite readily. So I keep those fish and raise them as feeders. So once a week during the winter, I'll throw 10 or 12 small, smaller one-inch fish in with the Oscars for feeders. Um, another man told me at one of the seminars I was at, the live food for your fish should should be a not a mainstay but a supplement like a treat um like I go out for pizza and wings once a week or so as a treat it's not good for me but it's not going to kill me either um but the live food does add to the digestive tract of the the Oscar being that the enzymes in the the fish help its digestive tract. It helps it digest the food and stuff in that nature. Sounds great. A lot of great information there. Do you mind if you take a quick commercial break? Have at it. All right, perfect. So we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we're chatting Oscars with Oscar Secret Keeper Antonio Martina. But right now we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors, and this commercial break is being sponsored by Hikari CLC USA, School of Fish, Inc., the, the International Aquatic Association, Fish Geeks, Jam Box, Aquatics Euphoria, Dakota Aquatics Plus, and Epiphany USA. When we come back, we're going to continue our great discussion on the lovely Oscar cichlids, and we're going to continue learning about Oscars from Antonio Martina. Remember, if you have any questions, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We're back with more after this wonderful commercial break. So far, so Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. 
With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, Micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Close Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planter tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discuss? Well, get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with plenty tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids, and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you, IAA! Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Aquatics Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. 
Check out Aquatic Sephoria today for an enjoyable show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium-keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Teens and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Hey, listeners of the Aquatic Wetline. This here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part of my talk show, The Alex Cardinelli Show. On The Alex Cardinelli Show, we talk about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. So come join us at The Alex Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Oscar Noah Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode. And Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows, where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alice Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show. So I'll see you at the Alice Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. The Alex Cardinelli Show is going to air on Saturdays? No way! Is this true? The Alex Cardinelli Show, airing Saturday night? Since when? 
Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night. What? The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night. What? The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. Extra, extra, hear all about it. The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturday night. What? The Alex Cardinal Show is airing on Saturdays now. What? Yes, that's right. The Alex Cardinal Show is now going to be airing on Saturdays with its all-new series called Saturday Night Live. Kickstarting on Saturday, February 21st, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. Your host, Alice Cardinelli, and his co-host, William T., will dive into your houses and present to you a wonderful, action-packed show. On February 21st, we're going to have a guest appearance by none other than Flashmaster1989, Jeff T. Jeff T., Alex, and William are going to have a friendly discussion. On our Saturday Night Live series, you can expect comedy, Today in History, Trivia Time, and much more. So make sure you're a part of our Saturday Night Live by joining us each and every Saturday, starting Saturday, February 21st, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you on Saturday Night Live on the Alex Cornelli Show, starting this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so for four minutes of your listening pleasure, I'm going to go ahead and play one of my favorite songs, and then we're going to be right back to continue our awesome discussion on Oscar Sicklitz with our good friend Antonio Martina, a fellow Italian guy, just like myself. Remember, if you have any live questions, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We'll be happy to answer your call.
8142. Please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember, you can call in anytime at 1-347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. Okay, we're back here live on the Aquatic Wetline, and tonight you're tuned in to our third episode of Oscar Cichlid Keeper's Hour. And before commercial break, my guest and I were talking about Oscars, including breeding Oscars. It's been a fun conversation, and our guest tonight is Oscar Cichlid Keeper Antonio Martina, and he has bred Oscars in the past before. Now, if you have any live questions, go ahead and call in at one. 1- Three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We would be happy to answer your Oscar cichlid questions. So go ahead and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So now let's continue our conversation on Oscars. And first, I've got a couple of live questions from our listeners who are in the chat room. Is that okay if you want to answer these questions, Antonio? Works for me. Sure. Okay. So we got a couple of. Uh, Live questions from our chat room. They can't call in tonight because they don't have a cell phone. Um, but we got a couple questions that they wanted to ask you. So the first question is, um, what are your thoughts on colored Oscars, or let's say man-made Oscars, such as lemon Oscars, blueberry Oscars, and all the albino dark red Oscars? I'm not a... I I am not in favor of dyeing any of the fish, as in injecting them with colors to get them to that. As for breeding them to get that color, hey, that's part of the game. It's an Oscar to an Oscar. You're not breeding an Oscar to another species of fish. You're breeding it to another Oscar. I'm all for that. That's just that's how we got half the roses we have in the world right now. Um, that's called selective breeding. That's different than hybridization, whereas you're breeding two different species of fish. But a lot of the ones that I've seen in the western New York area, like the blueberry ones that you had mentioned, they're actually injecting dye into the fish. And I'm sorry, that's not right. That's, um, in my view, that's, you know, I want to dye my body blue. That's one thing. I'm not going to do it to a poor, helpless animal. Um, that's, that, to me, is just wrong. I agree 100% with you. I definitely agree with that statement. And there was another question? Yep, there's a second question, and it comes from one of my friends on Facebook, and he was wondering, can you use R-O-D-Y water for uh, for fresh water, like the R-O water? I, I, I'm i going to have to claim ignorance on that. I do not know that much about R-O water. Um, 
I don't I don't see why not. It's pro, um, it's just another way of filtering your water, if I'm not mistaken. I think so too. I, I don't. I obviously I, don't know nothing about that because I'm not a yeah. I, that, that's, guy, I that's that. yeah. That's that's something more into this. I think that's a type of filtration system. Um, I'm not sure. I don't see why not. I mean, it would be it, it, if it works for salt water. It would probably work for for fresh water. But like I've I've never owned a saltwater tank, so I, I that's that's new to me. Yeah, I'm sure it'd probably be a lot it's a lot more expensive to use that as well. Yeah. Awesome. So we're gonna get back into our uh, Oscar discussion now. So anyone else okay. is welcome to ask some live questions. Again, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two or go ahead and write in our chat room. So we'd like to continue, Antonio? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd like to touch on a subject. I know it, it's not one of my more favorites, but all right, I had to do it two day, about two nights ago. I had a large Oscar that had cre um, had gotten bloat. Her digestive tract was blocked or something, and she started to bloat up. I did the Epsom salts, um, two tablespoons of Epsom salts per 10 gallons of water. I had her in a 75 by herself because she was sick, and I wanted to quarantine her in case it was something that I wasn't sure of, a parasite or something. Um, and she just didn't get better, and she was getting sicker and sicker. And how do you euthanize a fish that's 12 inches long? Um the method that I've used in the past and will use in the future, um, a five-gallon bucket with a cup of salt and four gallons of water mixed real well, put the fish in it, and I put her outside in the freezing cold. Um, after I let her go, she, the salt acts as a um, uh, tranquilizer. It calms them down. It almost it, it lulls them, and then you take them and freeze them. Uh, they just go to sleep. Uh, it's the most, from what I've read and seen, it's the most painless way to euthanize a fish. It, it always it always hurts me to do it, but sometimes you just can't cure you can't cure them all. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear you lost one of your your baby Oscars. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I I, I learned that because we keep koi. In this, in in our pond, we have a small um, water garden in our yard that my wife and I keep. And one of her big koi got sick and was dying, and she was having very hard time with it. So I took it and I put it into a bucket and put it in the in the freezer. And it that's that that is the, from like I said, that is from what I've read and seen. It's the most painless way to euthanize a fish. Because you don't want them to suffer. That's, I mean, to just let them sit in the tank and die, that to me is wrong. It's if you can stop their suffering, do it. I agree with you 100%. And we've actually got another question from our chat room, and the person is wondering, have you ever had a Oscar that was over 12 inches? I've got four of them right now that are 15 inches long. Um in my 220-gallon tank, there are five Oscars that are all over a foot, but the the three of them are well over 15 inches. 
Awesome, that's great. And there's another question regarding the um, infusion of fish, or whatever you call it. Um, yeah, euthanized, yes. Euthanized, there you go. Sorry, I can't pronounce that word for some reason. <laughs> okay. But they want to know, <laughs> have you ever used the Alka-Seltzer method? No. I've never heard that one. Me either. It's brand new I'll to me. To, I'll have to look into that. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it uh, it helps with the euthanized too. Okay, kind of like the salt um, uh, anesthetizing them, puts them to sleep, and then they just don't get up. That's true. I th- I think it's, it's very uh, very hard to euthanize a fish, but sometimes it has to be done. And, and I like I agree with you; it has to be done humanely. Yes, yes. It's it's, it's just like a dog or a cat. Um, that gets hit by a car. I mean, if you can't save it, why let it suffer? Take it to the vet and have them give it the shot and put it down. It's it's it. I I would hope somebody would do the same for me. I guess. Nice. That's uh, that's very very true. Now, um, I actually do have another question for you. I know this is a question that gets brought up a lot. And sometimes not even a question, a statement that gets brought up a lot on some of the forums that I'm on, and this is actually people buying Oscars and not being able to keep them and not realizing they get big. But could you please stress the fact that big Oscars are hard to rehome? Oh. If you want to keep an Oscar, you have to understand its commitment and they need a big tank. I I um I look at Craigslist a lot, and it just hurts me to see people – Re- constantly rehoming these big Oscars because they do in the first year they will grow up to you know a half an inch a month and in a year's time you've got a seven eight eight inch fish and in a fifty five gallon tank and with trying to keep it with other fish well they're going to get rid of that not everybody's like me and has big tanks and wants those fish and I think it's should be part of the pet stores and the fish stores um, obligation that when they're selling these fish that they should tell the people, you know, these are, you know, warn them that they are going to get big and, you know, don't let them buy them if they don't have the tanks and the time to and equipment to take care of them. Um, but yeah, it is hard. It is very hard to find homes for askers. Um, uh, it's, I've taken in quite a few. Um, I mean, there's not, but there's not a lot of people out there like us that really, um, go out of their way for them. But it, you, yeah, that's, that's something that should be stressed that it's a, it's a commitment for a long time, number one, and it's a commitment for, um, a larger tank because so like we've said, you both, you and I both agree one for a 75, two for a 125, although I have kept four in a 125 for a short period of time. But two in a 125 is a perfect breeding pair tank. Um, 125s, 150s, 180s, 220s. The more water volume, the more fish you can have in it. Um, When I first started getting into aquariums, it was always a rule of thumb, one of an inch of fish per gallon of water, but that goes out the window when you've got large fish because of the 
massive amounts of bio waste from the bigger fish. That's very true. And speaking of bigger fish, Oscars get big, and I know we pointed this to the, or we pointed to this at the early early point of the show. A lot of water changes are required with Oscars, right? Yes, oh, weekly. I that is, that is um, the biggest benefit you can give your fish is clean water and good food, and clean water being water changes every week, twenty to thirty percent. And then good food, like the Hikari floating gold, the Hikari gold, um, any floating fish food. I like floating because I feed all my tank. I have 22 tanks, and I feed them all. I do. I take care of a few things, and then I come back through. And if there's any pellets still floating, out they come. Um, I don't leave food in the tanks because that promotes poor water quality. But... uh it's that clean water and good food, and your Oscar will love you for many, many years. And they will love you. They know who you are. Don't let, don't ever think they don't either. I have my first <laughs> my funny story. When I first got married over 25 years ago, I had a uh, large Oscar that literally hated my wife. She would walk into the room, and that fish would splash her. Um, needless to say, that Oscar did not have – I was lucky to find a good home for him because it, it was either him or my wife, and, well, I love my wife too, so I had to keep I had to keep her. I would have said I'll keep the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I have a grandchild now, so I'm very happy I kept my wife. That's awesome. Congratulations on having a grandchild. Awesome. Nice. And so, we got any more to... callers? Um, not yet, but I'm going to remind our callers that you can go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Um, no, I just thank I thank you very much, and I really hope to meet you if I can make it up to the uh, American Cichlid Association show in your hometown in the end of July. It's July thirtieth, the weekend of July thirtieth. Um, anybody in the Massachusetts area there? One of the best cichlid shows that you'll ever see will be in your city this year. Um, if you get the chance, go see it. I'm definitely going to be there, and hopefully I'll see you there. I want to meet you in person because you're yes. a, a real honor of mine to meet you, and you're one of my uh, mentors in Oscars, so it'll be an honor for me. Thank you very much, Alex. You're welcome, and thank you for agreeing to come on the show tonight. I'll have to get you on again sometime. Not a problem. I'll listen to you. I listen to you every week. Awesome, I appreciate that. You you do a fantastic job, and you got the perfect radio voice, by the way. Well, thank you very much. I, I I'll have to I'll have to try that out again. Awesome, I'd love to have you on the Aquatic Line again because you're you're great. All right, thank you very much, Alex. Awesome. So we're gonna take our final commercial break, and then we're gonna wrap up this fantastic Oscar Cichlid show. But if you have any questions, do go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So we're gonna take our final commercial break and hear one more song. And we'll come when we come back. We're gonna wrap up this awesome show. 
Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Aquatic Wetline is now on iTunes. You can download any of our archived episodes on iTunes. You can listen to any of our past episodes on your ride to work or your long ride on vacation. Simply go to the podcast section of iTunes and search for Aquatic Wetline to find us. Enjoy. Hey fish heads, get ready, because on my 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to have prizes just for you. That's right, on the 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, Oscar Alex has prizes for you. You, the listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, can win prizes. So make sure you tune in and listen to every episode of the Aquatic Wetline leading up to our 150th episode. Because on our 150th episode, you, yes you, could win a prize. I'm going to have tons of prizes from me and also from my sponsor, Ikari Sales USA. So you can win some fish food filters and things for your aquarium fish. So stick around. Our 150th episode is right around the corner and I can't wait to award you some prizes. So make sure you listen to the Aquatic Wetline right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaelm. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, 
and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keeper United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United question and answer? Then send all of your tropical fish questions to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Would you like your fish questions answered live on our February Fish Keepers question and answer? Well, email your questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. That's aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You might ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. Or you can also tweak your questions to at alexcardinelli1. That's Alex Cardinelli1 on Twitter. And Cardinelli is spelled Cardinal with an E at the end. Or you can also message me your questions on Facebook. My Facebook account is Alex Cardinelli. I hope to answer your questions on the February Q&A live Thursday, February 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Get your questions in right now. AquaticWebLineNetwork.com Alice Cornelli Wan or Alice Cornelli on Facebook.
Ticket Keepers Hour, and we had a fantastic show today with our very first guest. And I want to say thank you, Antonio, for being such a wonderful guest tonight. Not a problem. My pleasure, Alex. Awesome. So next week is going to be our fourth episode of Oscar Sickle Keepers Hour. And actually it's going to air next Sunday because on Thursday next week I'm going to be doing my February 2015 question and answer. But next Sunday I'm going to have another Oscar guest on the show. One of my administrators from my lovely Oscar Sickle Keepers group is going to be on the show next Sunday. That's going to be Mr. Wendon Wikes who's going to be a guest on the Oscar Sickle Keepers Hour next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, and um, I really did enjoy. I will listen episode. to that. He is a good man. I will yes, listen he, to that show. Awesome Alex. He's a, yes, he is very, very talented. I'm very honored to have him as one of my administrators on my Oscar Sickly group. Yeah, I'm very pleased to be uh, added as a member. By the way, thank you. You're welcome. I figured I'd add you since you were on our wonderful series. I will be I will be posting some videos soon. Awesome, and I'll give a little plug for my uh, my group here, if you guys don't mind. It's called Oscar Cichlid Keepers on Facebook. I definitely recommend you go and join. I've got uh, some wonderful administrators on there, including Wendon, who's going to be on the Aquatic Wetline on Sunday next week. So I'm looking forward to that. And don't forget, our 150th episode is quickly approaching. I've got a whole, whole wide variety of prizes for our 150th episode, for you, the listeners, can win a prize. This, for example, has got Hikari sponsoring that. They're going to give away prizes to four lucky callers on my 150th episode. Plus, I have a very special guest. This guest is going to be the first time ever, and I'm very excited about that. And I've got some other prizes, which I'm sponsoring for the 150th episode as well. So if you're a new or you're an old listener, why don't you come stop by the Aquatic Wetline until our 150th episode, and then on your on our 150th episode, you can win a prize. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Aquatic Wetline. You have a great night, sir, tonight. Thank you, sir. Awesome. And thank you all for listening to the Aquatic Wetline here on Blog Talk Radio. If you have any further Oscar questions, post them in my group, and I'll be happy to answer them. And I want to wish you all a good night. I'm Oscar Alex, and you've been listening to the Aquatic Wetline from all of us at Blog Talk Radio. We say thank you to listening to the Aquatic Wetline tonight. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on.